The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Kim Forrest, our guest for the half hour. Kim is founder, also the CIO at Boca Capital Partners from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Kim, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Uh, a lot to be nervous about in markets, particularly in an environment where the Fed continues to talk about tightening. Raphael Bostic on the conservative side, maybe a little more dovish, is expecting an additional 100 basis points. Maybe we've got another 150 or so. If you're an equity investor, how do you play this? Well, um, the way I always play things is look out further in time than a year. A year is kind of arbitrary and anything can happen. And that's just it. We don't know what is going to happen. So if you're looking out three to five years from now, you can make some decisions about what should be in your portfolio and what all things being considered should grow during that time. And um, I think that's a better way to do it than shorter time periods and you know time periods less than a year that's just crazy all right so but give me some my g- opinion yeah, well give me some examples of things that will grow over the longer term i mean is is technology on that list technology is really high on that list but it's probably not the technology that you are thinking of when you say that word right now we in the last i don't know maybe 15 years have gotten used to technology being for consumers and I have, while I have followed it, I have not really invested heavily in it because consumers are capricious. The best kind of technology enables businesses to be more productive. And that's what I'm kind of positing out here is that you should look for that sort of investment and you're going to pay off Mm -hmm. or it should pay off because, well, it's worth it. And um, making people, making employees more productive is something that companies are looking to do, especially now with wage inflation being so what it is. There, there's a company like Amazon that is obviously consumer-facing, a lot of the business e-commerce related, but their cloud business caters to the corporate client. And there's a, a situation where they're serving both markets. Do you just have to be exposed to Amazon just for the cloud side uh, in and of itself? Well, I'd say there's a better way to do that because, you you know, the, the consumer side is so heavily weighted in the revenue and yet very little in the earnings part of the equation that is Amazon. And I, I warn you away from that. So looking at a company like Microsoft might be a better bet. While they have some consumer um, uh, products like Xbox, most of their revenue comes from uh, the stuff that we use to be productive, and that would be office and exchange and that sort of thing. And I think it's a pretty good bet that Microsoft, while they 
probably will continue on with Xbox, most of their money and most of their effort is trying to make companies more productive. So if you buy into this uh, factory of the future idea, right, um, the dark factory, I guess, is another term for it, where we're going to get automation and robotics to such an extent is that people are going to virtually be absent from the, from the shop floor. I mean, is that a play that you're investing in right now? Um, indirectly, because you don't really know when something like that is actually going to hit. A lot of times, an idea will captivate investors. They'll like pile into it, and then it won't pay off in the desired time frame, and then they kind of leave it for dead. And lo and behold, you know, sometime in the future, you know, you have that dark, that dark um, floor, or whatever you called it. So. I think the best way to do that is to look at semiconductors that might play in that area. Um, no, the thing that we know is that technology gives us productivity. We don't know what software is going to do it, but we do know it's delivered on a chip. And looking at the state of the world, although we do have a surplus of chips that, for whatever reason, are you know uh, clogging up the uh, supply-demand um, pricing scenario of chips, that is going to be short-lived because we are going to use these things to make companies and people more productive. So that's it in a nutshell. So you, semiconductors, really, that's a pretty broad category. They're memory chips. There are different types of microprocessors. There are the uh, graphics card chips that NVIDIA manufactures. There's some of the smaller uh, chips that are used in uh, mobile phones. I is there a segment of the semiconductor market that you're favoring right now? Well, right now, we kind of like um, Intel for the reason that you kind of uh, snuck in there is that they're building more fabs. And the the reason why we like Intel, and I understand its problems and its uh, culture slip up and, you know, how far behind it is um, its main competitor, Taiwan Semi, but we believe that the company still has some uh, good assets in there. And moreover, they are moving uh, more towards the U.S. rather than building on Taiwan. And I think that's going to be um, what a lot of chip designers, which NVIDIA and AMD are more chip designers than makers because they don't have their own fab plants. And we believe that um, Intel has a good shot at getting some of uh, Taiwan semi-business if it can come back up and, you know, revamp its technology and catch up. And we think they can. We were just talking uh, in the last half hour about some of the benefits of the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act as it relates to um, green energy. The FT had an interesting piece talking about, uh, well, it was actually an interview with the head of uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb, that the company's going to likely cancel some of its drug development programs beginning next year because of uh, new pricing rules that allow the government uh, more flexibility to determine how much the government will pay for, for prescription drugs. That's a part of the Inflation Reduction Act. When you consider politics and, and you consider the fact now that the House of Representatives is going to be controlled by Republicans, does it change your thinking on, on how to put money to work? Not really. Even the Inflation Reduction Act that chip manufacturers are going to benefit from that, that's kind of a short-term blip. And actually, Intel had a strategic relationship or built a strategic relationship with a company called Brookfield Asset Management, and they are going to supply, you know, some 
uh, debt to Intel. So companies can work around that. Um, the whole uh, whether or not pharmaceutical companies are going to go on and, and do their drug development, I mean, that is a, that's an issue. But, um, you know, it's kind of up to them about what kind of company they want to be. And uh, we'll see if that really impacts the whole industry or if it's just going to be a handful of um, larger companies that really kind of outsource drug development to the biotechs anyhow. Are you tapped into the market for some of the newer technologies? When I think of Pittsburgh, I think of Carnegie Mellon. I think of the robotics lab there. I think that Lyft for a while, it may still be the case, was using uh, Pittsburgh as a testing ground for autonomous vehicles. Talk to me a little bit very quickly, Kim, about what you're observing where you are in Pittsburgh. Sure. Well, we just had um, actually Uber was there and then a company called Argo, which was funded by and notice the was right, (laughs) was funded by Ford and VW. And they just closed up shop a couple weeks ago. And this is absolutely shocking to me on a couple of fronts. But the most shocking is that the company just went out of business as opposed to trying to sell some of the, the stuff they developed. Although I've not been a believer in truly autonomous cars in the next five years, that was what everybody was saying, there's still a lot of systems that they've um, developed and Mm -hmm. could monetize. So this has been shocking. I think this is a short-term problem, but we'll see what happens. Okay, Kim, good stuff. Thank you for being with us. Kim Forrest of Boca Capital Partners. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.